six six odd months we've been talking through John. Um, that's Alan's been going through John, and the stuff he's been going through is is like Jesus, like ministry and stuff, and that the disciples have been walking with Jesus for some time now, and um, it's nearly time for Jesus to actually fulfil his mission. It's time for Jesus to go to the cross, and. Um, he wants to sit down with them. He wants to have one more meal with them. And he wants to... But um, this is going to be a meal like no other. It's going to be a meal that completely spins completely spins their world around and stuff. So... I want to, oh, yeah. Let me get me notes. Right. So let's just set the scene for you guys. So walking in sandals and stuff. Sandals would have been the main thing they wore on their feet. Roads would have been dusty. Roads would have been filthy. And, and like walking in sandals through filth and muck that would have been on the road, the road would have been used by farmers. Road would have been used by people travelling back and forth and stuff. And feet would have been absolutely filthy. And the last... Uh, and the, the last supper was in the sort upper room and stuff. And, uh, and if the disciples were coming there, their feet would have been filthy. So the the, the, cus, cus, the custom of the day was to clean their feet, was for the lowest of servants to clean their feet. It was a sort of job that a higher servant didn't want because feet are, feet are not nice. Feet, they're not. Feet are ugly. No one says to you, I've got the most beautiful feet in the world, because feet, feet are ugly. Feet are... Feet... Feet get dirty. Feet are used all the time. People use them for walking to places and stuff, and they get onions and bunions on them and stuff, and and, and things like that. And um, it's... Com- and they're not pleasant. Not pleasant. You get toe jam in the middle and stuff like that, and that it's it's not pleasant. Not pleasant. So you needed someone. You needed someone which would be the lowest of servants to wash their feet, wash their feet, and this um, would have been custom. This would have happened at most most big meals. Most big meals would have happened. It would have happened before the people washed their hands. They would have washed their feet. Before they're eaten, um, they're eating, the feet, feet would have been washed. So I just want to show you some scriptures in the Old Testament. Um, so, first of all, so Jesus washing the disciples' feet occurred in the upper room prior to the Last Supper. Uh, walking in sandals would have been, meant their feet would have got dirty. And it, it would have being let down by the lowest of servants. So, there's some dirty feet. I could have got a lot worse picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. They're not my feet. Right. If just took a look at Genesis 18.4. Let a little water be bought and wash your feet. And wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. That would, would have been hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus' time. So the custom was still still going in, in 
like Abram's time. So. Genesis 19.2, which was when the angels come to a lot, uh, uh, stuff at the door. Lord, he, 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 he said, turn aside to your servant's house, wash your feet and spend the night. We've also got Judges 19.21. So he took them into his house, house, fed his donkeys, they had washed, and after they had washed their feet, they had something to eat and drink. So they washed their feet before they had something to eat and drink. So it was that important that they had to wash their feet. Right, so two weeks ago, Dawn... Dawn spoke two weeks ago, and she, and she spoke about the start the, the start of Jesus' ministry. The start of Jesus' ministry was when uh, uh, we went to his wedding at Canaan, and that, that they spoke about the Dawn spoke about the, the wedding at Canaan, and that was the start of his ministry. His, his hour had not yet come, but now we're getting to the point where actually Jesus' hour had come. Jesus' Jesus was going to the cross. So, um, um, so it was getting to the time where the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Yeah, but it was very near for Jesus to fulfil his purpose, to fulfil his ministry. Right. So, read the scripture in John, John thirteen one to two. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that his hour had come for him to leave this world. So he knew where. It, uh, 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 he knew. Oh, sorry, he knew what was going to happen. He knew it was time for him to go back to the Father. So his hour has come to leave this world and go back to the Father. Having loved them all, that's a good point. Having loved them all, Judas would have been there with him. Jesus still loved Judas. Judas was about to be influenced by Satan to to like betray Jesus, but Jesus still loved him. Yeah, he's going to the Father, but he loved him all to the end. The evening meal, the evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. So. Like as I said before, did that stop Jesus? Did that stop Jesus loving Jesus? It didn't. Jesus still loved him. Jesus still was. It can't imagine sitting at a table, knowing what what someone's going to do to you, but actually still loving them across that table, still not treating them any different, still still having the same love. It doesn't say that he loved some of them to the end. He loved them all to the end. Every single one of them. So, that's something I can't comprehend, is sitting at a meal when you know that someone's going to betray you and still loving them. But that's the love that Jesus had for them. That's the love that he showed for them. So the evening meal was about to be in like progress. They were about to dine. They were about to eat. But the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Yeah. See, Jesus knew his, earth, 
his earthly ministry was soon coming to an end. But it wasn't finished yet. Jesus was about to... Jesus was about to do one of the greatest um, acts of humility that the disciples had ever seen. It was about to spin their world up and so on. It was about to blow their minds. And this was... What it was about to do would, would be completely out of custom, would be completely unthinkable in their culture. So it, it was about to blow their minds. It was about to do something amazing. Judas is included in his love then. So, so the author and creator of the universe would take the role of the lowest servant and wash his disciples' feet. This is something that would have been unheard of in Middle Eastern cultures. It wouldn't have been heard of. It would have been something that would have been completely out of the norm. Right, so... Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. And Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Jesus knew what his purpose was. Jesus knew that he was going, that the reason he came to earth, he knew the reason, he knew that he was going to the cross and he knew that he was going back to the Father. Yeah. And, Jesus wasn't forced to go to the cross. No one forced him. Jesus went willingly of his own accord to the cross because he loves us. Jesus um, wasn't... He could have stopped it at any time. But he willingly went for us. So he's... The Father had put all power, all things under his power. He was in full control. He wasn't brainwashed. He wasn't anything like that. He was in full control. And he knew that, that that he had come from God and was returning. So he knew where he, he, he knew where he had come from, and he knew where he was going to. So he got up from the ta- he got up from the mill, took off his outer clothings, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet drying them um, with a towel that was wrapped around his waist. So he got up and he takes off his coat and he, he um, wraps a towel around his waist and he proceeds to go around the room. And what? And he washes the disciples' feet, he washes Judas' feet and he, he just, just proceeds to go around the room and what gets me and we spoke about this, spoke about this the other day. Me, um, you taught me and Alan. Why, why didn't any of them have a light bulb moment? Why didn't they think um, this is what he's doing? Because he talked about it before. He talked about being a servant. There's been situations before. So why didn't they have a light bulb? Moment? But none of them said, "No, Jesus, let me wash your feet, or, or let me take the role of a servant." But, but. Not one of them had a light bulb moment. They didn't. They weren't quite getting it yet. They weren't quite understanding. So Jesus goes goes around the room, including Jesus, who was going to betray him. Jesus wasn't simply washing their feet because they were dirty. 
We don't know. There might have been. They might have had their feet washed b- before they entered the upper room. It might have. They might have already had their feet washed. We're not told that. But it wasn't washing them because they're simply dirty. <coughs> Jesus had something more to teach them. Something more important to teach them. Some, you, you, you see, things, things were going on behind the scenes. There was more, more to the story. Is that, there was more to this. So Jesus was performing one of the greatest acts of humility. And this would have blown the disciples' minds. So why was he doing it? Why was Jesus doing such a radical act? You see, if we look at Luke 9.43, an argument started among the disciples as to which of them was the greatest. A dispute arose um, a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, "Kings, the kings of Gentiles lord it over them, but those who who exercise who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. You are not to be like rulers. You're not to be like kings. You're not to lord it over them." You are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? And it's not the one that's at the table. The scripture continues to say it's not not the one that's at the table. So what he's saying is that that um, it's not about who's not about who's the greatest among them. They need to serve each other. They need to be serving. They need to... The lowest among them is the greatest. The first... The first will come last and the last will come first. That's what... What is explaining to them. But they're not getting it. They're not understanding what he's saying. And, and you can see at the Last Supper, they're still not getting it because before the Last Supper, they were still arguing. But, but, um, sorry, sorry. During the last supper, they were still arguing. Still arguing about it, so they'd still not got it. Still not understood. Yeah, so let's move on to scriptures. If we look at Mark also, yeah, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. That's a little bit like, like, saying sort of like, you, you've got no choice, Jesus. You're going to do for us whatever we ask. And I can imagine, can imagine um, Jesus thinking. I mean, it's like it seems like they're trying to get what they want out of him, but there's no compromise. There's nothing. But he says, "Do whatever we we sort of ask." Um, what do you want from me, Jesus? Jesus, what do you what do you want want me to do for you? So he answers him so humbly, and that and I think I would have answered him differently than that. 
I would have probably had a go at him. But Jesus asked them humbly. And um, they replied, let one of us sit at at your right and one at your left in glory. So they want to be the greatest. They want to be up there. They want to be seen seen higher seen higher than all the rest that must that that did anger the other disciples there's a bit sort of after where the disciples start arguing again amongst each other because it's because of that because they've went there and they've actually um stitched I think they've went there and they stitched them up they've even got their mother involved yeah I mean, mummy mummy help me here yeah I mean they've even got their mum involved it's Silly. But Jesus replied to him, yeah, so, um, so, right, sorry, I should wait a bit. So, Jesus says back to him, says, you don't know what you're asking. Like, you haven't got a clue. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what you're asking me. You don't know the background behind it or or what's going to happen. Yeah. Jesus said to him, can you drink the cup that I drink. Can you go through what I'm going to go through? C- can you do the things that I'm going to do? C- can you take the persecution, the pain? C- can you go through this? Yeah. Or be baptized with the bapt- um, be baptized with with the baptism I am baptized with. Yeah. Can you go through my pain? Can you go through this stuff? Um, but they're arrogantly, they're quite arrogant here, and they're like, yeah, we can. So what, we can do it. We can do it. And they're quite arrogant. But Jesus answered them and said to them, you will drink the cup I drink. So you're going to go through persecution. You're going to go through pain. You will go through it. You will drink the cup I drink, and you will be baptised with a baptism I'm baptised with. But to sit at my right hand or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those to those whom they have been appointed to. So these places belong to the people that God's appointed them to. It's it's not for him to appoint them there. So like James and John a, 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 sorry, James and John approach Jesus to sit at his right and sit at his left in glory. They even get their mum involved. In, in, in Luke 27, 24, they start arguing during the Last Supper. So Jesus, so Jesus starts going round the room, washing the disciples' feet. But they're still not getting it. They're not realising what Jesus is doing. They're not realise, realising that Jesus is taking the role of a servant. Like I said before, none of them come to the realisation of what he's doing and have a light bulb moment and actually start taking over. So, but then Jesus comes to Peter. It's a good old Peter, we've sort of loved Peter. But, um, Peter puts his foot in his mouth sometimes and... Peter sometimes, um, yeah, puts his foot in his mouth. He sometimes mucks up. Ah! 
Glad you got that one. That wasn't purpose. <laughs> yeah. He come to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? I've just, Jesus must have thought, I've just been walking around the whole room and washing everyone else's feet. I come to you, I'm not going to miss you. Like, duh, Peter, I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah, I went away. <laughs> I'm not going to go past you. Yeah. I'm not going to go past you. I've washed everyone's elf's feet. Nothing makes you different. You know what I mean? And but like, um, Peter looks at him and goes, "Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Do you not?" Tell that Jesus replies, "Do you not realize what I'm doing for you? You do not realize what you do not realize now what I'm doing for you. So you're not getting it. You're not getting what I'm doing, but you will understand." But you will understand. So eventually you're going to get it. Eventually you're going to understand. But Peter still, Peter still refuses. And Peter says to him, like, Peter says to him, no. Said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. You shouldn't, you, you, you're not going to be able to wash your feet. You can't wash my feet. It's not possible for you to wash my feet. You're greater than me. You're not going to be able to wash my feet. But Jesus answers, and this is really, quite poignant, it's really quite strong. Unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. And what Peter's, what Jesus is saying to him, unless I wash my feet, Peter, you can't be my disciple. Unless I wash my feet, unless I wash your feet, you best leave this room now. You best go. Because you can't be my disciple unless I wash, unless I wash your feet. Tell him Peter wants the bath. You know what I mean? Come on, Peter. So then, um, then Lord, Simon Peter replied, replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head also. So he wants a bath, but that's not what it's about, Peter. He's not getting it, still not getting it. Not get, Jesus has, has just told him, unless I wash your feet, you can't be part of me, and now he wants a bath. So it's, it's like, you're bathed already, Peter. So Jesus answered, those who have had a bath only need to wash their feet, for their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you are clean. He's talking about Judas. He's saying, basically, not everyone in the room there is sort of right with me. It's clean. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that... and. That was why he said not every one of them are clean. So he knew what Judas was going to do. Which is why he said not everyone's clean. Right. So then, right, um, so what Jesus is saying to Peter is that if you want to be my, if you want to be my disciple, you need to serve. If you want to be my disciple, you need to serve. Yeah. And, not just serve, but also be served. It, 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 it comes in part. You, you, you should be able to be served as well. So, if you want to be my disciple, you need to serve and be served. You can't be a disciple and not and not serve because the two things don't go together. The two things are not compatible. You can't be a disciple of God and not be serving. It's like Jesus says it plain and clearly. If if you won't let me wash your feet, you can leave. You can go. You can't, you can't be a part of me. So if you, if you're not willing to serve, 
if you're not willing to serve, you, you, you can't be a disciple. Right. So what? So what to serve? So we see the scripture here, and so it says, "Let me get a drink." Let me stand this plan up. Where do I put it? Put it there. Right. So the scripture says, "Here." Goes on, sort of when uh, um, he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes back on, he sticks his coat back on, he sticks his garments back on, returned to his place, and he says to him, "Do you understand what what I have done for you? Are you getting it yet? Is it going in? Are you understanding?" He asked them, "You call me teacher." And Lord, and rightly so. So if you call me teacher, let me teach you. If you call me Lord, listen to what I'm saying. Let me Lord, if you call me Lord, obey what I'm saying. Yeah, you call me teacher, you call me Lord, and rightly so, because that's what, because that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master and no messenger is greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So Jesus is saying basically that I showed you an example and you should do it. Like, get on with it. Stop arguing and mucking about and... and, kicking off with each other. and uh, It must have been so heartening, disheartening for Jesus that even during the Last Supper they're arguing, moaning and whinging. And it doesn't stop there because I'll get to a bit later where they continue to do it. Well, one one continues to do it. So basically, he said, if you do these things, you will be blessed. So what does serving look like? What is serving? Serving. This is part of it. This is not the be all and end of it, but it's part of it. Food bank, furniture shop, um, things like a top charity shop. That's part of it. That's part of reaching out to our community and part of serving our community. Is it? Important part, investing in people's lives. Coming alongside people, investing in, in, if certain people have got problems, you're there to pick them up and help them and invest in their life. To, to come alongside them, it's so important. Serving others, so important to invest in people's lives. And also to celebrate in what they're doing. Celebrate in the places that God's placed them. So important. Housekeeping. Even if you're hoovering, scrubbing the toilets, kitchen work, it's so important, it's serving. It's serving. It's stepping up. It's serving. Um, so important. Also, serving your community. Reaching out to the people in the community. We do it so much here. We have people coming for coffee and stuff. I think of Fred and stuff. And the stuff you do with Fred and stuff. And he comes in and he knows that he can come in. It's just amazing. The reaching out to the community. 
step up when needed. If there's a need, something, uh, something to be filled, we're supposed to step up. If there's someone missing from the door, or someone's not... Catherine done it this morning, Michelle's ill. She stepped up and led. She wasn't supposed to be leading this morning. It was supposed to be Michelle this morning. But Catherine stepped up and led. So stepping step in... in uh, when we're needed. When we're needed. But that's what serving looks like. Yeah. But this is what the disciples are doing. Let me show you. Right. The thing is, sometimes when we're sitting or, or when we're watching other people, we can get jealous. We can get jealous of the position they're in or we can think like, like we can automatically think, why are they up there? Why, why, why are they there? And why aren't I there? Yeah, I mean, why, um, that position, why are they in that position and I'm not in that position? And we can be jealous. And I've been there before. I used to do it a lot. Mr. B knows, used to be able to tell you. I used to do it a lot. I used to think, think, thought, why are you there? Why has that person got that position? Why has that person got that position? And it's, 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 we think sometimes that we can do a better job. But the thing is, it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's complete, completely wrong. We shouldn't be doing it. Right. Why, we think to ourselves, why, why is he entrusted with that position? And like I said before, I include myself in this. I'm not talking about, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in the room. I include myself in this because I've been there. The disciples were going through the exact same, the exact same spiritual jealousy. So what it was, it was spiritual jealousy. It was them being jealous of someone's spiritual position, of someone's position that God had placed them in. So it's being jealous of a position that God has given to someone. Is that honouring God? It's not honouring God. It doesn't honour God at all. It's not honouring Him. Honouring God is focusing on your own walk. Honouring God is serving God. And, and not doing it because someone else is doing it. Or do you want to um, like climb up the ladder? Doing it because it's honouring God. It's what it's about. Absolutely, it's about honouring God. Focusing on your own walk and serving God. It's not about what everyone else. It's not about what everyone else is doing. It's about what you are doing for God. This is what Jesus was teaching the disciples. This is what this is what Jesus is saying to his disciples. He's teaching them. See, it's not about not about who the greatest is. Because if it was about who the greatest is, the disciples wouldn't have been washing Jesus' feet. He wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been washing theirs. It's not about who the great it's not about who the greatest is. Because if it was the disciples would have been washing their feet. Listen we can play games sometimes. We can play church games. We can make out that 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 Joe Boggs is greater than the other, or that she's she's greater than him, or him is greater than her. But it, when it all comes down to it, yeah, it's about God. That's it. When it all comes down to it, it's about God, and it's about there's no comparison. It's all about Him and Him only. Yeah, and this is how this is. If we're feeling like that today, that this is how we, this is how we 
um, took cope with it. I mean, this is this is the cure for it. This is how we tackle it. Okay. Two Corinthians four eighteen. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We fix our eyes on God. That's the only thing. If we are so entranced and in love with God, and in a, a entranced, like focused relationship with Him, we're focusing on Him. What's going on around the room doesn't matter. There's nothing like what He's doing, or she's doing, or they're doing, or they're doing. Doesn't matter because we're focused on God. We're not looking around. So there's another scripture too. Scripture. I suffer when we curse sometimes. Scripture in Colossians. Lincoln Lamy Kenny. <laughs> when we curse. Yeah. Right. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. With Christ. Things above. Where Christ is seated. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Again, set your minds on, set, set your minds on God. It doesn't matter. It, it's like nothing else matters around unless we focus, we need to be completely focusing on God. Yeah. And there's a bit I want to mention, like, coming to an end now, and won't be much longer, but there's a bit I want to mention. And it, 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 it's in the sort of book of John at the very end, like chapter 21. And Peter is um, walking with Jesus and there's a, a disciple walking ahead. And Peter says, um, like, people are saying this guy's going to live forever and stuff. What's, what's happening with him? Is he going to live forever? And Jesus looks at him and goes, what's he got to do with you? And it's the same. It's the same. doesn't matter what's going on. doesn't matter what's going on around. It doesn't matter what's happening it, um, what other people are doing because what's it all about it's about God and uh, that's to be on end of it that's, that's the main focus it's about God it's not about us it's about God so it's going to be an opportunity in a minute for me to take, take the role of a servant and wash people's feet if you want me to wash your feet the, 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 you don't have to I'm not saying you have to. If you want me to wash your feet, there'll be an opportunity to take the sort of front in a second for you to do that. Okay, thank you. Done.